The cast and guests of Inside IOST do not intend to convey investment or financial advice. Please do your own research before choosing to buy or sell any digital assets or cryptocurrencies. Hello folks and welcome back to Inside IOST. This is episode number three and if you're at home wondering what exactly is Inside IOST, my friend Peter here on the other side of the table has the answer. We're the first and the best IOST podcast that's out there. <laughs> that's right folks, I am joined by both Peter K and Josh Bryant. They are my co-founders and partners at the Leobi Node. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Good, great. Doing good, doing good. We're, uh, we're happy to be back in studio here. There's been a lot of news that's happened since the yeah, last time we got together. Uh, I guess let's, let's dive right into it. Don't want to waste too much time. The very first thing we want to talk about is a little bit of a correction that we had from last week. Now, we are doing our best here at Inside IOST to give you the contribution reward information. And we floated a little graphic out last week. And uh, I want to put a new graphic up on the screen right now for all our visitors at home, or for, for all our watchers at home. Um, it turns out that the ecosystem election rewards are actually going to be paid out quarterly. And that's going to come. Does, now, does it come alongside with the contribution reward payout? I think it will. They're going to be quarterly payments. So that includes the election rewards and the contribution reward. It's all going to be quarterly. So we split the election rewards in two on the okay. graphic to make that clear. So in our first graphic, we had them paid out daily. That's actually going to be yeah, quarterly. Yeah, we, we had all of it grouped together. But uh, thanks to Ben at IOST and uh, being on the, the channel, um, you know, we see that they're supposed to be split into two separate things, quarterly and daily. All right, great. So we'll definitely make sure to keep you guys updated at home. If anything else changes, we're working hard here to make sure that the, the information's flowing and that it's uh, accurate. So, um, Josh, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about contribution rewards. Uh, why don't we dive into that on, on that front? Yeah, we uh, we have an announcement coming up a little bit later in the, in the show. But um, in looking at the contribu- contribution rewards, it's I want all of our um, watchers to really be aware that um, that the voting for a node that scores well in contribution is really going to improve their returns. So if a node scores in the top tier or the top two tiers of contribution rewards, there are going to be a lot more IOST that's given to those nodes. And if you're voting for those nodes, you're going to share in those returns. So you get 50% of the contribution rewards as a, as a voter. So uh, in this, at least in this first year, and you know, I don't know how long this, the contribution rewards piece of it will will work, or, but over time, you know, they they want to IOST wants to expand the community, and so there's a big incentive put on these contributions at first, and so there's a lot of reward for the contributions, and the nodes or the partners that are um, contributing the most are going to be rewarded nicely, and that the voters who vote for those rewards are going are going to share in that. So, the, a, a voter shouldn't just vote for any uh, node and think it's going to be the same return no matter what. If you vote for a node that's contributing a lot to the community, your returns are going to be not a little higher, but a lot higher. Right. And we talked last week a little bit about this too, about what the five categories were that you could get rewarded for, for the contribution rewards. I believe one was content, one was dApps, one was uh, events, one was community. And what was the fifth one? Pete, do you remember? I don't remember. I'll find out <laughs> super but, fast. But so, so while Pete's looking that up, um, for anyone at home, anybody that's out there voting, um, you know, if you see uh, one of these nodes that's that's on BIS right now, uh, and they're doing something that you really appreciate, uh, whether it be content like an Inside IOST or or anything else, adapt something that you're using a lot um, as we start to see those roll out. Understand that voting for them will get you more contribution rewards, unlike the um, the 
block production election rewards, which will pretty much, as we explained in episode one, will be kind of divided evenly. Right. What, what was the fifth category, Pete? Uh, integrations, wallets, exchanges, explorers, that kind uh, of thing. Yes. So I don't know if, if Leo be necessarily will be doing too much of that. That might be why I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, we kind of have a hand, I guess, in, in the other things. We want to do this content here with the podcast, with graphics, maybe some more articles, some tutorial videos. And we want to do community community building with our developer outreach. And we might be working on some DAP ideas. Yes. More on that later. <laughs> well, and, you know, I have a funny story about uh, community building. I thought I had struck the jackpot <laughs> uh, just yesterday, actually. Um, I or, or It might have been yesterday or the day before, but I was searching on Reddit to see. I wanted to post one of our episodes. And uh, I searched um, R-I-O-S-T which is like the, you know, the shorthand for subreddit and then our uh, IOST. So uh, funny thing is, our IOST, there were, or wasn't a single post. So I don't look any further into it thinking, oh, there's definitely not another subreddit somewhere <laughs> with actual information. And I try posting and it's restricted. So I messaged the mod and I said, hey, I think you have your settings set to restricted here. Is it possible we could, you know, make an update so that I can post something here? And he messages me back and he says, hey, man, I'm on mobile. I'll just make you a mod. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so excited to tell you guys. I'm like, I just got made a mod of the official iOS <laughs> subreddit. It's got 538 subscribers. So I go ahead. I post a bunch of articles. I update it with, like, a new icon. I change, like, the upvote and the downvote button. I put all this work into it. And I'm like, guys, we are going to build the greatest community ever. It's going to be the official iOS T subreddit. Well, lo and behold, I look today. And there's a iOS token subreddit, which has about, I think, 48,000 subscribers. So <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do like a Leobi type iOS T subreddit or something like that. Who knows? But uh, yeah, funny little story about my, uh, I thought we were going to take over a community there for a minute. <laughs> but uh, that, but that, that, uh, the iOS T subreddit is looking pretty strong, the iOS token subreddit. So if you're looking for good information, it's definitely a good place to check out. And again, if you vote somebody who has a contribution in one category, and that's their primary contribution, like I assume at Leobi we're going to be content creation and promotion, and they also have a contribution in another category like DApps, they can't win both awards. Instead, their secondary category, their contributions in those secondary or tertiary or whatever category prop up, I guess, increase the value of their primary category. So in our case, if we put out a killer DAP, but our content was still primary, it would just strengthen our application to the content category. But still, the rewards are pretty significant for the contributions. Right. Yeah. You can only you can only be first tier for one. I think you can only be any tier for one category. Is that correct? Right. 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 So any other categories, you can do them but they strengthen your application for your primary category. Right. So one of the other initiatives that we're working on here uh, at Inside IOST and Leobi is a way to make it a little bit easier for people to determine what kind of rewards they're going to get for who they vote for. Now, there are some variables, but uh, Pete, maybe you want to talk a little bit about what we've been working on that we can roll out here, uh, hopefully within the next couple episodes. Yeah, sure. We're working on a contribution reward. Sorry. We're working on a rewards calculator for all your rewards. So you're going to be able to plug in the amount of IOST you voted and the contribution rewards you expect, maybe. Like, what what if my node that I voted for gets top tier? Right. Uh, and and then you'll be able to see an expected range of rewards. Yeah. Now, it, it gets a little tricky uh, beyond that because there's going to be referral rewards, too. But wait a minute. Cut that. Cut Can that. you turn your mic a little bit? 
cut cut the referral awards part because I forgot that they don't share in that. Voters don't share in okay. that. Okay. So ignore that. Is it not turning? Just make sure you speak directly into the red light. Okay. Was it sounding awful the whole time? Mm, yeah. It sounds better now. Crap. All right. Just take a pause <laughs> and then restart. Restart the... Wherever you calculator? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're working on a rewards calculator. So you'll be able to plug in the IOST token total that you voted for your node. And you're going to be able to pick what kind of contribution reward you think they're going to get. Maybe you're really confident that they're going to get a tier one reward. And it'll give you an estimated range of the rewards you'll get over the first year for IOST. And that will be exclusively on Leobi.io. Is oh, that correct? Unless somebody beats us to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of people out there requesting it, so we might we might see it out there. So yeah, we have our own little internal one we've been working with. We're going to make it available to uh, make it available to the public. That'll be very cool. Um, and I uh, I appreciate all the hard work both of you have done on that. I'm just here to help promote it to the public. So uh, I wanted to move right along here. Um, well, one of the big things we talked about last week uh, that. We weren't really sure about it. It was kind of older news, but we need to rehash it out now that mainnet is live. Was the um, the consensus model and the proof of believability with the actual survey distribution? And Josh, you had done some research on uh, one of the medium articles from uh, the Inside IOST uh, Medium yeah. post. So IOST they put out an article in December of last year um, talking about the block producer election and the committee formation and how it all works with survey. So I want to walk through it for our viewers, sure. and I'm going to share my screen with them and just kind of scroll down as I'm walking through it to take sure. them through an actual and for, example. For anybody listening on audio, try and do it so that pretend they can't see. I'll read off a lot of it, too. <laughs> so basically, every uh, these committees form every 10 minutes, right? And the reason that you can get this really high transactional throughput is it's not as though everybody's trying to solve a problem like you would in a, a proof of work, right? In this case, a committee is formed, and then blocks get produced one right after the other just sequentially within that committee, just like in, in a round-robin type format. So every 10 minutes, 17 nodes get elected to the committee, and then those nodes produce the blocks in round-robin type format. That's the basics of how the blocks are produced. So the question is, how do those committee members, how are they selected? Right? And they're selected based on the survey balance that they have. And IOST put out an example in their blog post, and they boiled it down to a smaller pool of five nodes, A, B, C, D, and E. So there, there will be 17 nodes, but for just example, for um, the purpose of illustrating this, let's say that there are five candidates who are all trying to get into this uh, committee to produce the blocks. And you can see on the screen here that those nodes start with a certain number of votes. So node A has 10 votes, node B has 8 votes, node C has 5 votes, node D has 4 votes, and node E has 1 vote. So you can see that on the screen. So those are the votes, and you can see those out there on the voting page. When the round begins, they're allocated survey based on the number of votes that they have. So in the first round, you can see that the amount of survey is exactly the same as the votes. And let's say for uh, the sake of argument here that three of these five are going to form the committee, right? Well, the three they're chosen are the top five, A, B, and C, because they have the most survey. So for 10 minutes, they're producing the blocks in a round-robin format, and then the next round comes along. Now, a key piece of this is after every round, uh, the node 
is deducted a certain amount of survey, and they're deducted the amount of the lowest committee member in that last round. So the first round, A, B, and C all made it. C had five survey, which is the lowest, so everybody is deducted five from their balance. So what that means is that A goes down to five, B goes down to three, and C goes down to zero, right? Right. New round begins. Everyone is again allocated survey based on their votes. So node A gets another 10 survey based on their 10 votes, Mm -hmm. which means their total now in the second round is 15. Node B's total is 11. Node C is 5. Node D is 8. So in this round, node D has more survey than node C because C had survey deducted from them in the last round, and node D wasn't in the last round, so now node D has more, and they're in the committee. So walk through this multiple times. You'll see that nodes that even are lower in the amount of votes, they do end up in the committee. By the time you get down to the ninth round, nodes A, D, and E form the committee, and nodes B and C, which are larger vote holders, are not in the, the committee. Um, and one other point I want to I make here is um, in order to prevent a single serving node from always being in the committee, IOST has said that to limit that, there's a rule that prevents survey balances from being more than 10 times the total amount of votes cast. So there is some cap on survey. It just doesn't accumulate forever to some crazy amount. The top one or two will always be in the committee. There is some cap on it that will mean that all of these nodes will have more of a likelihood of getting into the committee at some point to produce the nodes. So that's the IOST mechanism of forming these committees to produce the blocks, how they can have so many transactions go on, um, and then how the different nodes all sort of rotate in to, to form those committees. I thought it was pretty interesting, and we'll have to see how, how it works. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of really good sort of anti-cartel mechanisms right. built into it. And uh, I know even in, in the some of the calls we've had, they've been focused on creating this fair ecosystem and um it'll be interesting to see especially with and we've as we've explained um in i think it was i believe it was our first episode with the voting if you're voting for someone who has less votes they might not become a survey uh node block producer as often but your votes will count for more because the total amount of votes in that uh node won't be as much so you'll create a bigger impact. And Pete, did you say you wanted to mention something about anti-cartel with IST overall? Yeah, I mean, one of the things, there's two things actually that I guess I can mention in direct relation to this. One thing is it's one token, one vote. On a lot of systems, DPoS systems like EOS, and they're considering one token, one vote, but they're not one token, one vote right now. On EOS, if you have, say, 10 tokens, you can put all 10 of those tokens towards 30 block producers. What this means is that the huge whales that have a billion tokens uh, can vote not only for themselves, but also for their friends. Mm. Um, on iOS T, it's one token, one vote. Now that has, I guess, the downside of making there be some runaway producers. Like those top one, two, three producers, they're probably just never going to be dislodged. Um, but there's more pluses to that, right? There, there, it's harder to form cartels. It's You can't really vote for your friends because who's going to vote for a friend node instead of your own node? And also the survey mechanism helps because you see, as Josh pointed out, nodes D and E would not have gotten elected to a committee under the EO system, but they do get to be involved in the committee sometimes on this system because they accumulate survey 
during, you know, while as long as they're not producing, they accumulate survey until they have enough survey to produce. And here's a question for you guys. Um, there's an unlimited amount of people who can become nodes, right? All they need to hit is that minimum threshold of votes. Yes. Um, and have, which, which might be reduced in the future. We've seen it reduced before. Um, what is it right now? It's like 2.1 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what will be the amount of people that are distributed survey? Like what, what is the amount of people that actually will, will help produce the blocks per round per yeah, committee? You have to be elected in order to um, produce the blocks and you have to be a survey node to mm-hmm. produce the blocks. So I, I think out there on the voting site right now, there might be somewhere in the seventies number of nodes that have been elected. I don't know how many of those are serving nodes. I know for our calculator, we're kind of making the assumption that there might be a hundred elected nodes for contribution awards. But at this point, I don't know how many serving nodes are out there. Do you know from the setup of our node or do you have an idea? Well, we're not, not everything has been activated yet. Like we have our node up and running and ready, but it doesn't show as a producing node yet because the votes haven't all been moved over. So we, I, I don't know that information yet. But for so for each round though, say hypothetically, there's a hundred serving nodes. Right. How many of them are actually going to go through the round, produce the block, and then be deducted? That seventeen. Oh, 17. 17. seventeen. Okay, so mm-hmm. it'll be seventeen every round. Seventeen every round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Committee of seventeen. Uh, nodes have to prove they're online at least once every hour, even if they're not elected, or they lose candidacy and I think all votes. And wow. if they're in a committee, and I mean, an hour is a lot of downtime. That is a lot, a lot of downtime. Uh, so, and if they're in a committee and they don't produce a block in a round, they also lose votes and candidacy. I don't think that means they have to make every block, since these are half-second blocks and we're bouncing around the committee. Um, maybe, maybe it does, but I think it just means if they don't produce a block in a round. Uh, because you've got a what is it ten minutes? Um, that's like twelve hundred blocks that are going to be made. And uh, other depot systems do the same thing. Uh, on EOS, it moves to uh, among this committee of twenty-one, and each block producer does six blocks in a row or three seconds. So this is just an alternate system that uh, I think is I think it's going to work out great. Excellent. Well, well, we can. Time will only tell. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, ingenious system, actually. <laughs> I do like it a lot. And uh, even back when, uh, you know, you first were at uh, our former company interviewing Jimmy Jong, I was happy to uh, hear it for the first time and really piqued my interest. So I'm glad that we're here, you know, helping contribute to it. And one of my concerns back then was in EOS, I keep referring to EOS, but it's, you know, a parallel system. In EOS, we've seen a lot of these groups, community groups form where they're making real contributions, like block producers. We had EOS Canada making EOS BIOS to get the network started. We've got dApps, we've got podcasts, whatever. I was concerned that this model where you could have little tiny nodes would result in not as many powerful community forces that really are creating great things. But since that podcast, the contribution rewards were instituted in response to that. So they're moving. There still might be some positive changes made. Uh, We might have to show up another clarifying graphic sometime (laughs) in the future. But it's all open for feedback. You guys can submit feedback. Any nodes out there can submit feedback on this. Yeah, and it really does seem like they thought of every little thing so far. Um, They're, you know, just being involved, just holding IOST, just voting is a way to get rewarded doing content like we're doing as a way to get rewarded, building dApps and 
contributing is a way to let's literally a category of yeah you can tell a lot of thought went into how to build the ecosystem right to provide a financial incentive to build the ecosystem yeah it's uh it's pretty excellent so far so we're we're, uh we're happy to keep everybody updated and hopefully inside iost is the number one source of information out there on the iost ecosystem uh so moving right along here um we wanted to dive into oh, and I just just another note um, about kind of what we just talked about with all the survey stuff. There was actually a Binance research report. Um, I know you guys saw that as well. That's actually a pretty good place to go. Um, that I thought kind of categorizes all the medium articles in one place. Yeah, so, it's a great report. They had that whole summary that I went over on the survey allocation and the committee formation and everything. It's all in that article. Right. So we'll, we'll uh, link you to that in the YouTube description of this video here. And if you're looking for a place without having to file through, um, uh, you know, 10 or 15 medium articles, you can take a look at that. It does a nice sort of uh, condensed summary summary of, of everything we've talked about so far. So um, that was just a quick note. Uh, Peter, you wanted to talk about Endless Game. Oh, yeah. One of the earliest games launching in IOST, and perhaps the first game, is Endless Dice coming from Endless Game. Now, we've seen on Tron and EOS that a lot of the first games to launch are dice games. That makes sense. It's really simple to launch. You can have a lot of transactions, test the transaction throughput. You know, it's it's addictive. You know, people love to roll dice and get more more tokens. So it looks like Endless Game is doing something uh, with some kind of dividend token and a dice game that they're coming out with mid-March. So by the next episode or maybe the episode after that, maybe we'll give it a play here on the podcast and uh, spend some of Evan's IOST, which he is very willing to part with. Um, you know, I've seen you play those Tron games. Yeah, I do. I play them a lot. <laughs> I saw him lose like, like 10,000 Tron in a single blackjack hand once. <laughs> Anyway, that's not me, guys. <laughs> um, no, that's not him. But we'll, we, yeah, we'll give it a try. Um, and I'm excited. It's, I mean, the future of blockchain isn't dice games, but Endless Game knows that, and they plan to come out with a number of games beyond that too. It's just it makes sense to start with a simple game, and I'm excited to see it, see how it works. Yeah, um, that'll be a nice uh, like proof of use case as dice games kind of were for Tron and for EOS. Um, mm. Am I talking? To, am I not talking to the mic again? No, uh, you're good. Okay. Um, we saw, you know, um, e- EOS and Tron both. I think they launched like almost the exact same day. What was it, July or June of last year? I don't remember when Tron launched. It was. It was right. It was like two days before the EOS mainnet. Oh, you're right. You're right. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was June. Um, and so they've been around for eight or nine months now. And the amount that they've done in eight or nine months, we're just at the ground floor right now with iOS T. And I feel like. We're with iOS T. We're even further ahead on mainnet launch day than than even EOS was, or definitely where Tron was on their mainnet launch day. So I'm pretty excited to see where this this year is going to take iOS T. Um, and given that, since we're talking kind of about this year, uh, we wanted to go over just some quick roadmap stuff, and then I guess we can pretty much wrap up this episode. Pete, you you wanted to talk about some of the important dates coming up here? Cool. Yeah, uh, tomorrow is the deadline to register your node if you're running a node. And which means you're now voting for us, but still tomorrow we'll is out. what day? Because who knows when <laughs> tomorrow this... is March sixth, right? I guess the day because this comes out might be March sixth. Um, you've got to submit your node information, or you might miss out on rewards until later when you can submit it. Uh, you basically submit what account will receive the rewards for your node. So they're going to be activating uh, rewards soon. We're not producing any rewards yet for Leobi. Our block uh, production node is up, but it's not making anything yet. Uh, so that's. March 6th, March 10th, the tokens unlock on mainnet, 
and we're going to see the initial dApps launch either that day or soon afterwards. Obviously, there always might be some little last-minute issues. And then uh, if you intend to move your votes or sell IOST for some reason, you know, I don't know, your daughter's getting married or something, some catastrophic reason you need to sell IOST, the earliest time you can move your tokens is actually seven days after unstaking them. So the earliest time we'll start to see some of these votes unstake and shift around and get moved and things like that is March 17th. All right. Well, folks at home, you heard it. That's the uh, roadmap there. Hopefully we have a little graphic to show for you while Pete's going over that as well. Um, Again, we appreciate your viewership. Uh, like the video if you enjoy this content. If you're on the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us climb to the top and uh, get found by more people. Um, this is the Leobi crew here. We are the founders and the partners of the Leobi Note. So if you enjoy the Inside IOST podcast and YouTube series, please go ahead over to, what is it, iost.bis.com and uh, give us a give us a vote we also have our own vote you link. can go to leobi.io slash vote yeah that'll get you right to where you need to go perfect well for peter k for josh bryant i am evan schindler this is inside iost and we will see you next week